it's an interesting challenge, you know, yep. because there's been a big debate of should you your church have an app yes. or not? And do, do you need an app with mobile web? And, and this is potentially another good reason why your church needs a mobile app. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I get torn yeah. on this debate. Now, one of the, the challenges DK to, to w this progression is adoption. Yes, and, and I, I think it, in many ways, what we've seen historically is that adoption has come on the back of Apple. Um, and, uh, and I think the question here is, is Apple going to be the platform that brings mass adoption? Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by my co-host DK Hammond. So today we're talking about Apple Vision Pro, and, and really we're talking about what is being described as the future of computing or spatial computing. And, and so we've got a couple of big players in here with Meta and their MetaQuest and uh, Apple Vision Pro. DK, I'm curious, just as we jump right into this, what's your first take on this big release? And what's kind of taking over the internet in this space right now? Man, personally, I think the first take, when I first seen this, I was like, who's going to carry around this brick on their heads? Yeah. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just get right to it. A lot of people are carrying around these, what we perceive to be heavy on yeah. our heads. Okay. What's going to be the user case? Can I use it for work? Can I use it in business? Can I use it? Now we see people using it while they're driving on the train, on the airplane even. We see the high-end basketball players walking with it around. And so now this is slowly kind of impacting their lives, our lives in real time by having this VR and having this computing. And, and I even love it because when you use it, it integrates your whole Apple scenario around you. So if you have a computer, your computer is integrated. If you have a watch, yep. your watch is integrated. All those things happen. So, I, so, so for me, I am just watching how Apple rolls out this expensive piece of equipment, and yep. I'm watching the use case just shoot up, and I'm watching the virality of the program and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, man, it's 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 yeah. been really dope to watch. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I remember I've been wanting Apple to come out with this for years because I've been talking about virtual reality for, for maybe a decade yeah. since I first experienced it. I'm like, whoa, this is the future. Uh -huh. This immersive, you know, experience is, it's, it's crazy, yeah. you know, when you first experience virtual reality and it has blown me away how slow this space seems to have moved. But I think what's happening is, is Apple is now expediting the the what people are experiencing and seeing because it's apple uh and i, and I think when the iphone came out it was like who's gonna have a thousand dollar phone you know and it was so crazy and then we it's like do. okay all of us are gonna have it um <laughs> and uh but but practically you can literally get an android phone for like twenty dollars you know on the really super cheap end mm -hmm. and, and so there are options available and so apple is always going to be expensive and apple's always going to be high end but mm -hmm. with the high end, it's a much better experience. So I, I got to, I went, when I was in San Antonio, I scheduled uh, an appointment with the Apple store there. 
And so that first week it came out, I got to put it on and, and experience it. And it, and it, it has a wow factor, it you does. know, as I've been playing with VR and testing VR for years, when I put on that headset, I was like, okay, this is really what VR is meant to do mm-hmm. because, you know, really the leader in this space has been meta, you know, with yes. Oculus and yes. their acquisition of, of Oculus years ago and what they've done with the, I remember when the, the first, what is it? The quest pro, not the, whatever the single, you know, you put on the headset and you had the one controller yep. And I was like, okay, this is going to reach the masses. And it really didn't. And then the Quest, you know, 2, I think came out and it was like, okay, this is going to reach the masses and bigger adoption, you know, at every release, but not not the same kind of attention mm-hmm. that this has gotten. And I think the difference is, is Apple has really, or, or Meta almost in many ways, just created like a gaming device. And yes. I think that's how people perceive virtual reality. Apple created a productivity device. And that's good, man a computing device they're not calling it a virtual reality or even an augmented reality yep. headset they are calling it spatial computing yes and, and when you put it on you can experience that now it is too heavy it is too expensive um it is too limited in what it can do and i think they're even being deceptive by saying there's millions of apps essentially they put the iphone store that's it uh you know the, <laughs> I, the, in into their yep. their platform and so you can have basically all your mobile apps mm-hmm up on the screen yep. in or in, in the screen and the screen is like unlimited all around you. And so you can have all these like little mobile apps open, but that's not really, I think the future use of these platforms, but man, is it cool, <laughs> you know? And so I, I don't think this price point is going to stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think actually it's going to help meta yeah. because if people maybe hear about it and see it, they're like, okay. And meta is going to learn from how people are using that device and integrate it more into their devices. And so it's, it's a really fascinating development um dk what do you what's your take on then how how do you see yourself using vr or you know the vision pro or whatever you know vr ar whatever we're going to call this spatial computing platform in the future what what do you see man i I definitely i definitely love the spatial computing i think that's untapped territory uh where we can really just make it involve your day-to-day i love that yep but i think as i was having a conversation with uh, jason cranston shout out to him this week the wearables may take off faster and so i could use a facebook wearable to have a conversation and and do computing or to do skews where a person may have to, you know, scan SKUs. I can do that. Or I can take a phone call with that particular piece, or I can use it to do camera shooting. And, and then the new one that they have coming out, uh, it's done by Brilliant Labs AR. I will say their names. Okay. Brilliant Labs AR. They have these ones that now integrate the open AI. Yeah. And so now we can have this conversation. You, like I saw how they were doing the demonstration. And with this wearable, I can say, hey, man, what's the low-carb uh, bakery in this box? And it will tell me the low-carb bakery and point to it yeah. and tell us what to use. So now you take that to a day-to-day piece, and you say, I can use this to help me eat better. I can use this yep. to help me exercise. I can use this to help me write, think. It becomes the ultimately ultimate VA, you know, yeah. the virtual assistant that I already have with me. And most of us need a good VA. Y'all need to go back and look <laughs> yep. at Neil's conversation about VAs. <laughs> need a good VA. <laughs> and so this helps the opportunity to have that. So yes. now you have, it can come to my house. It can be a VA. 
it can really just take my life and supercharge it in another way. So those are the use cases that I yeah. see for these applications. You know, I, I think too, as I, as I, I put on the headset, one of the things that blew me away with the Apple headset is it literally, you control it with your eyes. Yes. And I, that sounded strange to me until I put it on. Yeah. And it's like, it was reading my mind uh, to basically open an app that I'm looking at. And, and then basically my mind is kind of telling it to, to do this and go there. And so that feature was the game changing <clears throat> feature for me that, that I felt like Apple created with this platform. Now I, I think, you know, the, the, the other limitation that, that I see what I immediately went to is this could replace my desktop. You know, I can take my yes. desktop everywhere with me because I've got three screens on my computer. I like having multiple screens and yes. having lots of things open at the same time. Yes. And 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 that's kind of how they're pitching it from a productivity standpoint. The problem is even with your computer, you can actually currently only have one extra screen from your computer in Apple's Vision Pro, yep. where I think you need to have like five screens, mm -hmm. you know, available in the Pro so it, it can replace your desktop. Yes experience with the headset and 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 i do you know i'm hearing from other people that are wearing it long term that it kind of hurts your eyes after maybe two or three hours with it on so yeah. like i'm at my computer all day i'm looking at screens you know eight nine hours a day um i couldn't have that headset on at this point for eight or nine hours from a productivity standpoint um so i i think it's still there's there's a ways to go i'll tell you dk where i see this going though for for uh churches is i i think i'm still a, a firm believer in virtual reality and and when i say virtual reality i think people often go to what we we kind of did with these like cartoon characters and meta with the metaverse mm -hmm. and i don't really I, I think that will be a part of virtual reality yeah. uh, but i think the bigger part of virtual reality is going to be immersive 360 That's video true. experiences and so what i cannot wait i think the primary use for churches is going to be to live stream your church services in 360 3D VR. And one of the things that Apple really is pushing is with their new iPhone 15 Pro, I, th I think is the device, you can take spatial videos, or I think that's what they call them, three-dimensional videos, and you literally, it looks like people are there. And that three-dimensional aspect of, if you've ever put on like 3D glasses and a TV, it's kind of, you know, funny looking. It's, it's, it's not, it's three-dimensional, but it's not real looking this looks so real yeah. and so if you can go into a worship experience and worship environment yeah. and it's fully immersive as if you're there that's going to be way better than live streaming for people that can't come to your church or maybe are missing church would they rather watch it on a you know a, a rectangular flat screen or would they rather watch it as if they're there and i think they're going to want to watch it as if they're there and so i think both in the 360 video side we're going to see things like 360 live stream worship service or pre-recorded and i think we're going to see 360 live like bible study or devotional environments where you're kind of doing your quiet time in the headset and you're doing your bible study in the headset yes. so you can have the bible open you can have maps open you can have all kinds of unique things to bring the bible to life have background music and so really interesting function there DK, the other thing that I experienced recently with the wearables conversation is my friend James Poulter um, was, I was with him in Orange County not too long ago, and he had the new meta glasses uh, to your point where essentially the, the AI side of it came through audio. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and it was really interesting with that, that virtual assistant uh, or that AI assistant in audio is actually a better assistant than what we yes. perceived it to be of a script. Like some ways we feel like we need to see everything yeah. where the reality is, is the audio side of having, you know, uh, that audio that actually comes through the headset. You don't have to even put in, you know, AirPods or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, speakers it's playing through the headset, but other people can't hear it. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating the way that spatial audio is working. So I do think that, that the, probably the immediate mm -hmm. things that are, you know, expediting from a, a and uh, people using them regularly is going to be that audio aspect of AI. Uh, but I do think from a visual standpoint, the 360 3D video is just unbelievable. And I get really excited about watching movies that aren't just in a flat screen because they keep showing like, look, it's like you have a virtual movie theater in your house. I'm like, that's cool, but I could have a projector. I could have a screen. Um, but, but the 3d you can't do, yeah. you know? And so you need that headset and that's, that's where it's like, you can immerse yourself in an environment. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I think the other part, when we're talking about church and using VR, AR in church, I think another piece that we can use it in is plan my visit. Yeah. Like, and I'm thinking futuristically as a person yeah. that, you know, operates in this space 24 by seven, this is what I get paid to do. Uh, one of the things you paid to do. Uh, is now I can take a VR piece or an Apple piece or an eye piece and show yep. a person going through a live visit with the eyewear. Yep. And Very now cool. this becomes a conversation digitally that we can integrate people within our church that may not even come to our church, but now they've yep. experienced our church in terms of the visitation, in terms of being discipled, and in terms of integration. That's one way. Uh, I think the yeah. other way, too, uh, if we're talking about spaces and where we can use AR, VR, I think another way to, to add to plan the visit is think about people who have children. Now we can walk you through where your kids will be, who their yeah. teacher may be, et cetera. Now we can send personal messages from your pastor, et cetera, mm. directly through it. So the possibilities for churches using this, and to, to add to what you're already saying, Everything that we can do can be added in the VR space. Yeah. Are we are we willing to do it in the VR space, right? And do we have the capability yep. and the know-how to do it? And now adding to a three-dimensional component where now we can make church this immersive experience. Think about this too, Niels. Now I can go to church and still sit by my, my best friend. Yep. And still have that ex closeness, that experience. Now I can go to... Yeah small groups and still have that closeness and experience and never lose it because it's 3d it's 3d so i think the possibilities yeah. for churches limitlessness we can we can yeah. do a whole lot with that and, and i think it's it's in some ways it's understanding what what this hardware is going to allow from a software perspective for and sure. so when we when we basically had a mobile device it's like what can we do with this little rectangular in people's hands well People can read the Bible mm -hmm. in, in that rectangular in their hands. They can give in, the, in church digitally through that rectangular rectangle in their hands is connected to the internet. Yeah. And uh, th there are lots of different things that people could do. They could, you know, check in their kids. And uh, the, there's lots of tools that people could use through a church app or through texting and other opportunities. And, and so now we have this screen that is fully immersive. And, and I wonder, you know, how long it's going to be till people are walking into our churches with like an Apple vision pro on yes. 
And then we actually can create a kind of extra experiences that are digital in our physical spaces mm -hmm. with uh, that, that kind of technology. And so, you know, I don't know uh, what, where in some ways we don't know, we never knew where the iPhone was going to take us. We never knew where smartphones, sure. how much they were going to integrate into our lives. And they came out, they seemed like a gaming device. They seemed like a phone with a touch screen yeah. that you could, you know, kind of move around and drive race cars and, and do different games. Uh, but then they became this like mat, like I cannot even imagine. I mean, if I, if I get like 10 feet away from my phone, I get anxious because I use it to check in for flights. I use it to Uber. I use it yeah. to pay for things with Apple pay. I, I use it for all kinds of things. DK I'm, and I'll tell you the last other function that I see happening. And this is where I think Apple and meta went very different is, is actually, I, I think small groups uh, will mm. exist within on, uh, the, these devices and where Apple has gone is with more realistic like yes. characters that you are, you know, uh, integrating into your world where meta was like, you create a cartoon character of yourself. And I think yeah. people, people just did not like yeah. inter interacting or I just perceive that most people don't like, it doesn't feel real. These cartoon character avatars we're creating, yeah. but when we create more lifelike yes. characters that we can interact with, so it's more like you're actually in a room, yeah. uh, and, having those interactions is more personal to the people that are, that are going to interact. And so we want, might not be with somebody physically. You can interact even with their hand motions with their, sure. you know, other motions that, that make it a more personalized experience. Just like we saw, it's a very different experience being on a phone call than being on a zoom call. Mm -hmm. When you added video to calls that enhanced that experience and this takes it to a whole nother level. Hey listeners, are you passionate about making a difference in the world? Then you will love this app presenting donorbox.org, the ultimate platform for hassle-free and impactful giving. That's right. Donorbox.org makes donating easy, secure, and transparent. Whether you're supporting local charity, funding a creative project, or contributing to a global cause, donorbox.org connects you with organizations that you can definitely care about. With donorbox.org, you can set up recurring donations, track your giving history, and even create your own fundraising campaigns with just a few clicks. Join thousands of Donorbox worldwide who trust donorbox.org to amplify their impact. Visit donorbox.org today and start making a difference. No doubt. It's going to take it to another level. I think we've given leaders that are a part of churches or that may be in the faith space, a nonprofit, for-profit, a lot to consider as it relates to VR, AR. Yes, you may not have the money now, but there is a conversation that you need to have because now that business meeting that was in Singapore, you don't have to go to it. Yes. Now that business meeting that is in LA, you could put on your VR headset and actually literally probably be standing in the meeting, conducting the yeah. meeting with your goggles. Yeah. So I think that's, it's the potential of it is endless. I think from a church standpoint, it needs to be a conversation, not necessarily in the back, but kind of in the middle, not necessarily where all the yep. noise is that we need to be talking about. Here are the forwarding technologies that we see, and here's how we can make an impact early. I do like, like what Life Church has done in the AR space where they do have the avatars and you walk into a sanctuary and you see somebody you have a conversation. But I also, I've also seen those same avatars be floating in the middle of service and you're asking yourself, what in the hell is going on in this church? <laughs> yes. So, so yes. I can see where making it a more realistic, it's, it's, it's an introvert's dream, right? I'm making it yeah. more real where I can still have everything in one place and still be considered a part of the family 
without going to the left or to the right. So I think it's going to be super dope. And I think yep. we need to have more conversations about it and how would it impact yes. Like, let's take it a step further. How does it impact how we shoot video? How yep. does it impact how we do our sound? Now we need to have conversations about that because in three years, somebody's going to come in church with that headset on and they're going to yep. be trying to have a worship experience while they do their homework. And we need <laughs> to be able to kind of help them out with that. So I think yeah. here, here, here's a here's a um, a workaround. If Apple has apps that are already integrated, this is for free, y'all. And I'm just thinking big <laughs> that it's already integrated in the VR headset. Then the the most prominent way to integrate it now is through your apps. And mm. could it be Niels that the apps have a resurgence now with something mm. like this? It's an interesting, it's an interesting challenge, you know, yep. because there's been a big debate of should you, your church have an app yes. or not? And do you, do you need an app with mobile web? And, and this is potentially another good reason why your church needs a mobile app. Um, <gasps> and, and I'm, you know, I get torn yeah. on this debate. Now, one of the, the challenges DK to, to w this progression is adoption. Yes, ma'am. And, and I, I think in many ways, what we've seen historically is that adoption has come on the back of Apple. Um, and, uh, and I think the question here is, is Apple going to be the platform that brings mass adoption or is it probably gonna be meta or could there be another player that comes in and brings mass adoption to this spatial computing VR, you know, like I, yeah. sometimes I, I don't even think we have a good name for it yet uh and i don't like the term virtual um but but it is you know probably the best term in in many ways and and there are other uses for it uh but do you perceive that that apple is going to be the play or, or going to be what brings this kind of technology to the masses or do you think oculus is going to be the play or what, what what's your perception from a, an adoption standpoint and even just platform standpoint yeah so adoption currently is gonna probably lean toward Oculus. Now, we've yep. already had a discussion about how Zuck and the blue app kind of went hamburger <laughs> <laughs> yep. on yep. this whole little rollout. He kind of didn't appreciate yep. how they did it. And he, he felt a little, he felt a way about the rollout. <laughs> but yep. to Zuck's point of view, he's able to kind of go into people's homes for a fairly yep. decent price and them have a similar experience. It won't be an Apple experience, but a similar yep. one nonetheless. Yep. But I think where Zuck kind of strikes is that I can also have on glasses and I can yep. ride down the street and I can watch the same thing potentially with a popped out lens and a whatever. So I put I push it even further. Do we remember when Google was before its time and it had his headset with this one little square on it? Yep. Yeah. We are we have now come back to this and yep. we now are ready for it. We weren't ready yep. for it 10 years ago. Yep. We're now ready for it. So now having Google kind of make the first play, because that's who made the first play in this space, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Now yeah. we move to Facebook who makes the second play with making, which makes it affordable for all. Yep. Then we move to the next tier, which says affordability is one thing. But do you want to be considered cool as a second? 
This is coming yeah. from an Apple user through and through. Yeah. But that's kind of how I see that that historic progression. And yeah. I see Facebook having already occupied the space, kind of having its advantage in the space. But yeah. we know Apple. They'll let you yeah. run out as long as you would like. And then in about six months to a year, they'll surpass you. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, that, that's their model. So that's kind of yeah. what I think about that, bro. And and I think the same thing with the ecosystem. I have tried to abandon Apple for years. <laughs> it drives me crazy how expensive yes. these devices are. And I've tried getting an Android phone, like a good Android phone. Yeah. And it is a better device hardware wise of, of feature sets and at half the price. But the apps just don't work nope. that good. And I, I just couldn't make the transition. I tried going to a Chromebook, like a good Chromebook from my, you know, Apple laptop and I, I couldn't make the change. And, and so I just keep coming back to the Apple ecosystem yes. because it works so well. And, and that's where I perceive similarly in this space of even as expensive and, and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg came out with this video of basically saying, well, the quest, which is a seventh of the price is not just as good, but I think better. And, and he makes fair points from a feature set. But the reality is, is what's inside of the platform. And right now, actually, Quest has more apps and more platforms because they've been around. But I think Apple is going to attract the developers, the creators, mm -hmm. because of their ecosystem. Yes. And so I, I am still, the price is just so high on the Apple side. And it's hard for me to imagine that they're going to bring it down that significantly. So I think Meta has a good opportunity here to actually be the leader if they continue to innovate in the right direction. Now, the other players, Google, you know, to your point mm -hmm. of like, they were so early mm -hmm. uh, with how they got into the space and they haven't really done anything in that space since that, that I'm aware of. And so I'm curious what kind of play they might make mm -hmm. jumping into the VR space yeah. as well, because they, they also, you know, they have the Android ecosystem and um, that, that they could easily integrate and should be able to, from a hardware perspective, be able to catch up pretty rapidly. So I, you know, I think Google is probably the other player that hasn't quite dipped their toes in this, these waters yet. And I'm curious to see what they might do. Yeah. I, I think, I think if Google, if Google was so ahead of its time, if they would have just rebranded that piece of technology where it was just like super wearable and super cool. Yep. They would have smoked this whole thing out the water. Right. Yep. But to your, to your same point, Android, I feel has never invested into its ecosystem. They feel like yep. their value is more so in the application that you can have and you can create your own. Well, we see how this works. And if I want to add other pieces, I have to have a dope ecosystem. So ecosystem is important. Like that even applies to church. Like what type of technology, technological ecosystem are you setting in your church to receive new applications like this, where we can work with them yep. well. So those types of things are super important that we need to really be paying attention to going forward. Yeah. 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 So DK, I'm curious, what advice would you give to churches for, from an investment standpoint yeah. right now? What should, what should they be doing now? Because right now VR is still coming. I wouldn't say we need to be developing VR apps or, or things yeah. like that yet, yeah. but what, how do we prepare for what seems to be coming? Oh man. So many things I can think of. In, in the area of preparation, I think the smart people need to come into the room. Okay. And there needs to be a roadmap. 
to see how we can slowly integrate these things into our ecosystem. Yeah. Be very strategic. And so if I have the smart people in the room, hey, we know we can't afford VR for the next year. So let's plan for the next year. Yep. I think two or three years ahead so yep. that we're in front of it. Right. Yeah. Um, or if we if we know this, let's start building our technological back end out so that it can support the spatial audio, spatial video. And that's going to require yep. cameras, lighting, the whole nine yards. So so if we're having the conversations up front, then that at least gives us a plan. If yep. you're not having a conversation at all, then you're already two years behind because we're in the present now. So it's going to be about yep. two years before we really see it just circulate. You're going to see Life Church take advantage of that VR. You're going to see <laughs> Elevation Church take advantage of the VR. They're going to be on the front end of it. You're going to see Transformation yep. Church take advantage of that VR. They're going to be on the front end of it. Why? Because somebody in, in at the table is thinking, yep. let's just try it. Example. Yep. Most churches right now, Niels, could stream on Instagram. Yep. Do they? No. It's only one tool that you need to stream on Instagram. Yep. Technically. And now Instagram has Instagram Live, and technically you don't even need that tool. Now, if you know that's, a, that's an instance in where you can stream and you can impact users and you are not using it, then get ready because this is going to take the user base to a whole nother level. And we have to yes. be thinking currently, let's say you can't afford any of that. Then you bring in a consultant or somebody who can give you an hour of their time to help you plan this for your future. That's what I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think we need to be thinking ahead and, and preparing yeah, for the future that that this is not a i don't think a maybe future i think it's a win mm -hmm. future yep. um and so i would recommend two things to, to add on to what you did and, and really one for everyone and, and a second for the ones that are wanting to be early adopters sure. for everyone i would say go get a quest three mm -hmm. a quest three is probably the best most affordable virtual reality headset that money can buy so dk's got his uh right there i actually have the quest two uh, here in my office. And one of the things that I was doing, and I haven't done this in, in several months, is I was spending 15 minutes every single day in virtual reality. I'd play ping pong. I'd go, you know, watch videos and uh, and try out different apps. And and that helped me understand what's possible yep. in VR. Yep. Um, and, and then, so I think everyone can do that. I think I think they're about $400 or I don't, I don't know what the price point is right now, but they're they're affordable that most churches I think can go and make that investment and then even maybe get your elders together, get, get your board members to get some of your key pastors and leaders together to try it out and show yes. them the things that you find that you think are interesting to, to, as DK, as you were saying, is to begin to talk about what we might be able to do in the future yes. and where we want to make the next investment for those that want to be on the front edge of of this i think the opportunity that today is to get a 360 camera uh, i would recommend insta 360 which is probably the most popular 360 camera and they have software that can allow you to live stream or to just record videos mm -hmm. right there in the app um and and you can use that platform you can literally live stream in 360 to both facebook and youtube uh, right now, uh, or Vimeo supports that as well with live streaming. 
And so you, you could begin, you could actually have a, a VR experience right now. What I don't recommend and, and what I think a lot of churches jumped on the bandwagon of in 2022 and 2023 was metaverse experiences. I think we've seen that significantly flop. Now, I do think there's a niche mm -hmm. for that, oh, yeah. but, but I just don't think there's a mass, you know, uh, you know, it, it, opportunity yep. there. I don't think that's where this is going. Um, I think that's where the opportunity existed. That was the low hanging fruit, yep. you know, a, a year ago. But I would say if you want to run ahead, it's getting a camera and beginning to stream. Now you might have three people that watch it. Uh, don't expect masses to come because there's not masses with these devices. Nope. Now the advantage you have though, is when you version, you know, the Bible app first put out their app, there weren't masses there uh, yet, but because they were first mass adoption happened because they were already there and they were ahead yes. of the adoption that was coming. And so if you want to get ahead of the adoption that's coming, mm -hmm. start streaming in 360 now. Yes. But I'll say that of like, you're not going to see a return on that investment until years from now. Yes. And, and so I think the way to at least make sure you're ahead of the curve, or at least, you know, in line with the curve is to get a headset and start experimenting. But I think the attention that we're seeing right now is proof that that this is this is not Apple wouldn't make this kind of investment nope. if this is something they were going to half heartedly dive into. Uh, this is the future of computing yes. uh, as from their words, and they don't want to be wrong. <laughs> and and they, they have a way of just making sure Correct. that they're right. And so whether they're the leader in what most the tool that most people use to experience VR or mixed reality or you know, whatever you want to call it, um, it's, it's coming. And, and so I think this is a day to get ahead. Now I, I have to say this of like, I've been saying that though for years and that it's coming and it might still be five or 10 years from now. Right. And so I, I want to just be cautious in, in how, you know, we, we, we don't know definitively when it's going to see mass adoption. Uh, but I do think that that it's coming. So DK, any final thoughts as we wrap up this conversation? Yes. Um, if you guys want further conversations about this, Niels and myself are welcome to come and talk to you and have deeper conversations to help guide those people who cannot guide those. I think that's important. Again, smart people need to be guiding these conversations about this type of technology, especially if yep. we're using it on a day-to-day -day basis and finding ways to use it in our church experience. Please find a smart person and talk to them. That's number one. Num number two, don't go try to invest a whole bunch of money. An Insta360 does not cost you a lot of bread. It just doesn't. So go with this smarter, shorter, cheaper version, and then that's going to tell you if you need to make mass investment on the longer end. So take that with what you will have the conversation that you need to have, but we're living in this real curious time where we can truly make an impact technologically. And I would just love to see what the church is able to do with it. That'd be my final thoughts. Man. Yeah. Hey family, are you passionate about making a difference in the world? Then you'll love this app. We're presenting donorbox.org the ultimate platform for hassle-free, impactful giving. That's right. DonorBox.org makes donating easy, secure, and transparent. Whether you're supporting a local charity, funding a creative project, or contributing to a global cause, DonorBox.org connects you with the organizations that you definitely care about. With DonorBox, you can set up recurring donations, track your giving history, 
or even create your own fundraising campaigns with just a few clicks. Join the thousands of donors worldwide who trust DonorBox.org to amplify their impact. Visit DonorBox.org today. I love that, DK. And I, I think just piggybacking on what DK said is, is we, we, we want this conversation to be at the forefront of where the church is and where the church is going. And we don't want the church being laggards when it comes to where, where, where technology innovation is happening. And, and I think we've seen it, um, you know, when you look at the printing press and, and, and how that was used, oh, you know, centuries ago to further the Bible. And, and, and you saw it with mass media, yes. with TV and radio and the ministries that leaned in there. And we're, 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 we can see ahead into the future. We don't know exactly what that timeline will be, uh, but this is one of those moments that we can see ahead into the future, and I think we can get ahead of it. So it's it's an exciting day, uh, so we, we want to encourage you to lean in. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, and, and we want uh, to encourage you, if this added value to your ministry, if you would leave a rating or review, that helps others find this podcast. It gives us feedback on the podcast. And so it'd mean the world to us if you would take the time to go uh, an Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, leave a rating and review, and that would help us tremendously. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you again in the next episode.